for listening to the weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Glenn Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. Last week, I began a series on the harvest, and the springboard verse is John 4.35. I say springboard verse because, you know, you think of a swimming pool has a diving board, and you want to spring from the springboard into the, the cool waters. Hopefully, they're cool waters of a pool these days, but it's a springboard verse into this series called Preparing for the Harvest. Today we're going to look at the primary purpose for the power. The primary purpose for the power. Here's the, here's the verse, John 4.35. It's the words of Jesus. Do, not, do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look. Look at the fields for they are already white or ripe. For harvest. So, what this is saying, what we're seeing here is that uh, throughout Scripture, there are many Bible verses that indicate to us that the early and latter rain, it's not in this verse, we'll look at that phrase a little later, but I shared this last week. The early and latter rain, when you see that in Scripture, It is a picture of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And in agriculture, you need to have both the early and latter rain for the the harvest, for for the harvest to take place. The crops need the early and the latter. The early softens the soil for the seed. The latter causes the seeds to germinate, and then the harvest comes. And so the age, if you think about this church history, The church age began with a major outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2, Pentecost. Now the age, will the church age will come to an end, meaning just before the Lord returns, the church age began with a major outpouring. The church age will come to an end and is coming to an end. Progressive, I believe it's begun, with one last major outpouring of the Holy Spirit. How many of you believe that? I mean, we sing it, we say it. I want it to get more in me. How about you, right? It's like I I explained last week. It's like we've all been there. We all live in Texas. You're driving along. It's kind of cloudy. Then the clouds start getting darker and darker and, and, you, and, and cars have to start turning on their headlights. You know what I'm talking about? The really dark clouds. You stop at a, a stoplight, and then all of a sudden on your windshield, you hear this pop, like a big drop, goes bam. And then another plop, and another plop. And you're like, at least for me, all kinds of thoughts come in my head when there, when that kind of thing happens. First, I think, well, it's getting ready to be a downpour. What we used to, what we call back in Rockwall, a Texas toad choker of, of like, <laughs> right? Texas, toads, there's toads in Texas, and it's so much of an outpouring of rain that the, I don't know if toads choke on it, but, you know, you're like, it's getting ready. 
this is getting ready to happen. So I'm thinking to myself, one of the first things I'm thinking is, did I, do I have an umbrella in the, in the back seat? And, um, uh-oh, what if there's hail? Can I get under a, a, a shelter? And, and, then I'm, and then I'm thinking other thoughts like, oh, my yard needs the rain. And, you know, just uh, kind of all over the place. But that's, I believe, where we are. The raindrops are starting to fall. The raindrops of the outpouring, the latter rain of the Holy Spirit is starting to fall. Now, I don't know when the deluge will happen, but I do know that I believe it's beginning. And I can tell you, in 2023, we've, we've seen some of the, the, the plops of rain. Asbury, Kentucky, right? 16 days of nonstop worship uh, and people coming from all over the world. Uh, just last week, I, did, I haven't even read the, the story about it, but in, um, Auburn, at Auburn University, Students, college students are having these spontaneous, like just spontaneous. Anybody heard of that thing happening in Auburn? Okay, some of you are on top of it more than me. Well, that's really encouraging. And then um, we're, we're, we're seeing, we've seen there's been a move of God, like an outpouring at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And so... I want to share three things today that are related to us positioning ourselves to receive the fullness of the rain so that you and I can do our part in gathering in the harvest. You know, I have no doubt, Kevin, your testimony is so powerful. You're a changed guy. And God is going to use you and Michelle and your family to, to help bring in the harvest of God. Do you have that picture of the harvest field? I, did, I, did, I, did I do that? I, I did one or two, but that's what I'm seeing. That's the, the, big, the big dogs coming in to get to, to harvest. Combine harvester, yeah. And so we, I want to receive the rain so that I can fulfill my role in ushering in and gathering in the harvest. How about you? I don't want to be on the sidelines. I want to be right in the thick of it. And so for some of us, or most of us, all of us actually, we're going to need divine strength to stay in the thick of it. Right? So the Lord will, will do that for us. So I want to talk about three things today related to positioning ourselves to receive the rain. First one is I'm going to talk about Pastor Mike Failauer uh, from New Life Church in Corpus Christi. Uh, that this is this section. This I've got three parts here today. He's gonna the testimony here of what's happening at his church, New Life Church in Corpus Christi, is going to encourage us. Then I want to talk about being patient in prayer. For the outpouring of God. And that will hopefully strengthen us because we'll see from Scripture that God's called us to be patient. And then, third, I want us to get our hearts in alignment 
divine alignment with God's priorities. So the first one is going to encourage us. The second is going to strengthen us. The third is going to correct us where we need correction. I still need correction, right? Like every day, some correction. I believe we all need this correction. Okay, this isn't like for some. <laughs> I mean, I've been convicted of this one, but I'll wait on it. Um, I'm going to back up and talk about Roman numeral two there. Pastor Mike Failauer, um is the pastor of New Life Church, as I said, in Corpus Christi. He came here and shared uh, a while back, not, that, not too long ago, last year, last August. And uh, so here's what's happening. At, it hasn't stopped. They've had a move of God in Corpus Christi, which, by the way, what does Corpus Christi mean? Body of Christ. Cool. So this came off into, Kyle sent this to me this week um, from breaking news from CNN, I believe it was, and it, it's entitled, Move of God at Texas A&M Shows No Signs of Slowing Down. You probably can't read that, so it just, trust me, it's what it says. Uh, there, uh, Tarek Whitmore, the young adult pastor at the church, said, we are seeing these people repent from compromise and make a decision to make a public declaration of, here's their declaration, no, I want to give my whole life to Jesus starting today. Sounds like something that happened over here, Kevin. <laughs> I want to give my whole life to Jesus starting today. And then we see them radically transformed before our eyes where their lifestyle is radically different. And they have boldness to preach the gospel to their friends like never before. CBN News. A Texas youth pastor says an outpouring of revival is taking place among college students at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. And it shows no signs of slowing down as hundreds have already given their life to Jesus and others are getting water baptized daily. Tarek Whitmar, the young adult pastor of New Life Church, told CBN News he is seeing a movement among college students who are getting saved and then boldly proclaiming the good news of Jesus with the student body. The result is a campus being transformed for Jesus, and it's happening quickly. Now that is the raindrops starting to fall. Now here's the wild thing. He's been, Mike, Pastor Mike's a busy guy. They've baptized over 5,000 people since COVID began. 5,000 in Corpus Christi. He, I was talking to him the other night, and he goes, yeah, uh, last Thursday, Tarek went and shared at A&M Corpus, and they had 1,100 students respond to the Lord, over 300 baptisms. We pulled up a big uh, horse trough for baptism. I mean, now that's faith, right? You arrange for a horse trough full of water. Hey, we're bringing it up because we know what God's going to do. Well, he reached out to us, our little church, in the spring and said, hey, do y'all want me and my son to come and just kind of be at River and Hills for a weekend? And I was like, 
Duh, of course. Now, his son can't be here this, son, this next Sunday. My, Pastor Mike will be here next Sunday sharing the, to the, with us. His son's on vacation. It just didn't work out calendar-wise. But I was scratching my head saying, Lord, why us? Our little, I mean, we're just a little, why us? And, and I don't have a, a full answer, but other than I, I believe God's behind it. And I believe that uh, it's, it's what Paul and Silas did in the book of Acts. I think I put that verse in your notes. It's to strengthen, it's to strengthen the believers. Acts 15, 40, and 41. Paul chose Silas and departed, being commanded, being commended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So I believe God wants to use him and what he's carrying. If we will be humble and receive, I believe there's an impartation that we can receive. That, that what is that impartation? So we can have a greater heart and burden for the harvest. See, my motive in this series is the furthest thing from guilting and shaming anyone. It's, there's an urgency in my heart. John 4.35, the Greek word Jesus uses there for the fields are ripe for harvest or white for harvest is a different Greek word than is used by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. In Revelation 14.15, it's a different word. For the harvest, for the grain, and it's the word in Revelation 14, verse 15 is the harvest is dry and withering. Different Greek word. And that tells me that as the end times approach, if we don't gather in that dry harvest, it's going to be too late for some. It's going to be too late because when, when, the, when the grain gets that way, you gotta, you got to act fast and harvest it in. When I say the end, the end is judgment is coming to the earth. Jesus is king, he's bridegroom, but he's also judge. And he's coming to judge. And if all we do as the church is talk about the goodness of God, and not the severity of God, we are doing people a disservice. Some people that God brings us our, our path across, they need a good dose of God is good. Others, they need a good dose of God is severe. That's love. It's quiet in here, but that's okay. I'll, I'll talk to me. God is Severe is the most loving thing you can do if someone's out on 620 wandering around with cars going 50, 60 miles an hour to say, get out of the road. There's a semi coming. The scripture, it's in your notes there too. John, in John 16, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. 
How will people be convicted of judgment if nobody tells them? So as we walk in the Spirit, as we get a new heart, there will be some people who need the goodness message. Others need the warning so that they can turn and, and realize that that's what they need to hear. So that's, uh, that's the first one. Mike is coming in uh, next week. And, you know, <clears throat> I urge you, what, if you have plans for next Sunday that can be changed, I usually don't really do this as a pastor. But I want to urge you, if you can, to shift those plans around and be here for Mike sharing on Sunday morning. Because I believe it will be uh, an important way for you to position yourself for the uh, end time harvest. So, uh, Roman numeral three there, it's really the second point of today, is be patient in prayer. But maybe back up and say with Mike coming, this is something that I believe God is doing for us to step into. That he would, we didn't recruit him and say, hey, can you please come? He's coming to be here because it put, God put it on his heart. I want to come and strengthen River in the Hills. So uh, Roman numeral three, be patient in prayer for the outpouring of the Spirit. For revival to come to our region. James 5, 7 and 8 <clears throat> says this, Therefore be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. You also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. So notice there that James synchronizes the latter rain with the coming of the Lord. I don't know if that verse is going to come up on the screen, but you've got it in your notes. Verse It, it, it says the early and latter rain, verse 7, and then right next to it, it says, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. So you've got to have the latter rain, then you have the coming of the Lord. Likewise, in the Spirit, we need that major outpouring. And then right, right soon thereafter is going to be the coming of the Lord. But the whole harvest has to be brought in before he comes. So we need to be patient. James emphasizes our need to be patient. What does patience mean scripturally? It means endurance perseverance. It means not quit. Not quit. Now, patience for me has been a... I know none of you have a problem with patience. <laughs> but for me, when it comes to being patient in prayer for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In 2007... I got signs to go to put a sign out here on this awning, prayer room open to the public. So that's been 16 years, and I'm still praying. Hopefully I'm getting better at patience, 
but it's still a battle for the outpouring to come. How about maybe for you, for the revival to come to your family or to your neighbors or to people that are that you're waiting on for God to move? I don't know. You know, in, in various areas, God wants to help us with patience. And I've come to, <clears throat> I've kind of examined this. Why? What's the root of my impatience? And I have to say, a lot of it is pride. It's pride. Because I want it, it I'm expecting, and impatience is expecting things to go my way rather than God's way. Impatience is expecting things to happen in my timing rather than God's timing. And so I'm like, it's taken too long. I quit. Maybe it's, it can be impatience for a, reser, a reservation at a restaurant. Let's, yeah, man, it's been so long. Let's go, let's go find a Chinese restaurant, you know. It can be as little as like waiting on a reservation because you're impatient and you're so hungry. How many of you ever said or your kids have said, I'm starving? All right, well, all right. you're not really starving. <laughs> but that's that. This isn't happening in my timing. God's got to toughen us up. But here's what it is. We've got to humble ourselves and say, Lord, make me patient in prayer. Like the farmer who's waiting for the latter rain so the crops can come in. That's what, that's what James likens it to. Maybe it's a reservation at a restaurant. Maybe it's a promotion at your job. Maybe it's a promotion in ministry. Some people just can't wait for God to promote them. And so they cease to serve that vision. Well, I'm just going to go, go start another ministry. I'm going to do my thing rather than when God's saying to do that. So impatience is a form of pride, and I continue to say, Lord, help me with that. Maybe it's a impatience for a financial turnaround. Well, I'm going to quit tithing. It doesn't work. You know, all of this, I think the big root of it is, is um, repenting of pride. You know, my sense is many believers would have a more consistent and robust prayer life if they humbled themselves and asked for patience in prayer. Because I think we quit praying a lot of times for a lot of things. So So I shared that. I want to share because we're kind of, we're definitely, I believe, in this, this time where I wasn't planning this harvest series or our Friday nights um, preparing for the harvest series for the next eight weeks. <clears throat> I wouldn't just start, it's not like we planned all this out, but Mike happened, Pastor Mike from New Life Corpus is coming this Sunday, um, Kyle is, is calling this Friday night, we've got John David Vasquez, and <clears throat> a big night where he's called pastors and leaders from around the city to be here Friday night to pray for the outpouring of rain. <clears throat> and I thought, since we haven't really played it, I asked Kyle if I could sh- share this, because this is like the timing. It's happening this Friday night. 
7 o'clock? 6.30. Let's just watch, see this video here. And uh, it's, this is, again, going to encourage us. Pathetic story that has encouraged my heart. Hey, friends, it's Kyle here. I wanted to share a really cool prophetic story that has encouraged my heart and given me great faith to believe that God will pour out natural rain on our drought-stricken state of Texas, and specifically the central Texas region that is in the middle of a historic drought. So the story is this. On August 28th, just a few weeks ago, on my birthday, I had some gifts of faith in prayer where I was asking God, for birthday presents and they were birthday presents for our region the first birthday request i had to the lord is that he would fill lake travis the massive reservoir just west of austin he would fill it to its full level of 681 feet by the time of my next birthday so over the next 365 days he would gently fill lake travis to a full level as i was praying for this i saw a picture in my heart it was a spiritual daydream, a vision in my heart of a road sign. And on this road sign, it said, now entering the Edwards Aquifer Recharger. I saw this sign in my spirit as I was praying. And so I felt like the Lord was inviting me to pray, not only for our lake, which is above ground, but for our underground springs, for our underground caverns and rivers, this underground water resource that gives drinking water to millions of people in our area. So I prayed, according to the picture that I saw, for a full recharge of the underground Edwards Aquifer system to give Austin, San Antonio, and the outlying regions plenty of drinking water, to give the agriculture the water they need, to give the cattle, the horses, all the rest, the ample drinking water that we need. So I prayed this on my birthday at around noon on August 28th. So about 12 hours later, I received a text message from someone in my life who is 10,000 miles away. They are a missionary in Bali, Indonesia. And so they did not hear this prayer. In fact, I told no one these prayers that I was praying on my birthday. I was alone in my living room praying these things to God. But I received a text from this friend who's a missionary. And they said, hey, Kyle, happy birthday. As I was praying for you on your birthday, I saw a vision. And in this vision, I saw a deed, a legal document being given to you from heaven. And on the top of this deed, the title of this deed was Edwards Aquifer Recharge Zone. This person didn't know what the Edwards Aquifer was. They were just reporting what they saw in that spiritual vision. They had to look it up and see that it was actually important and related to our region surrounding Austin and so vitally important for so many things. And so their interpretation was that God was giving me, by implication, all of the spiritual leaders and all of the pastors in the region the authority and the faith to pray for a natural recharge from above with ample rainfall and even supernaturally from beneath that God would fill our Edwards Aquifer to its full levels. So the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys, my friends, the spiritual leaders and pastors and regions, I want to give you faith to pray and believe according to James 5 that Elijah was a man just like us. He had a nature like ours. He was fully human human, weak and broken like we are, 
But he was a man who prayed that it would rain on Israel and it rained. So God listens to our voice. He wants to give us faith and courage to believe that he can bless our region and even the entire state of Texas in the natural with something that we all need, which is drinking water and something that our agriculture desperately needs, which is plenty of water for the crops and the cattle and the grass. And so take this word, and even along these lines, I wanted to invite you out to a special night of worship and prayer at the end of this month on September 29th, a Friday night from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30, right here at our church. And I felt really strongly from the Lord because of this supernatural prophetic confirmation that I was to invite my friends, the spiritual leaders and pastors in the region, to join me in prayer, that we would pray for an open heaven in the natural and in the spiritual. Spirit, that God would rain natural water on our region and he would rain his spiritual rain that would prepare this region and the over two million souls to be harvested for the Lord for a harvest of souls and a harvest in the natural for our region and the entire state of Texas so if you can come let me know bless you guys love y'all see and we're, we're it's glory to God because we're not trying to come. I've, I've been in many churches over the, the decades. It's like, well, let's come up with something. I believe we're stepping into something. It's a big difference. There's 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 Ishmael's and Isaac's. That's a whole nother study. But there's stuff you try to force and contrive, and then there's stuff you go, whoa, what what's that? Well, okay. Could you put up uh, Nicole Smith's text to, to, uh, a few weeks ago or a month ago? Uh, <clears throat> so here's another one. This is back on uh, Pastor Mike Failauer coming um, from Corpus. This is on, uh, on February, oh, excuse, yeah, February 22nd, 222. There you go, all the twos. But uh, she says this, uh, wake up. I woke up at 518, water in the Trump Hotel and Kyle was leading his family carefully down the steps and through the hotel as it was raining in the hotel. I was with this 222-22 crew. The Holy Spirit said that there would be revival breaking out in Corpus Christi. As a sign, the body of Christ, that what we did here today was effective. Okay, so again, just another thing that goes okay and i'm just gonna go get real frothy here i know it's getting late but it's okay y'all can handle it a, a, a prophetic man named chuck pierce back before we moved here to plant this church in the late 90s he had a prophetic word that god was gonna send revival to the breadbasket or the middle of america that there'd be calamity on the coasts but <clears throat> Along the I-35 corridor, there would be revival. And he said, even to Austin, he said. Okay, back in 98. So I was like, well, we're moving to Austin. Good, we're hanging on to that prophecy. And so now, New Life Church Corpus isn't on I-35, but, you know, it's close enough, right? So it's coming, but I, I'm believing that and even in prayer, pre-service prayer today, I was like, okay, uh, you know, UT, you know, there's revival on these campuses in Auburn and Kentucky and, and at A&M Corpus. 
And so I'm kind of joking over in prayer this morning. I'm like, yeah, because Frederick, I think, gave a testimony about hooking fish. I said, hook them. H- hook them on the campus of UT. And then I'm a Baylor grad, so we say sick them. So I'm like, hook them for Jesus on UT campus and sick them with the Holy Spirit conviction at Baylor campus. They're both on I-35. All right, are y'all, y'all haven't gotten up and left saying he's crazy. But these are encouraging things. All right, moving on to the third one, alignment. Alignment, this is a corrective word. You can put that picture of alignment <clears throat> from Asher in Trader, uh, a leader in Israel, Messianic, a Jewish believer. And we've had a lot of encouragement from his book. God is aligning his church up with his purposes for Israel and with his love, with what God loves, he wants us to love what he loves and who he loves. And so this third point today is I believe God wants us to align our hearts to receive the rain. And I believe we're stepping into this season of God's favor from above, that's the rain, to give testimonies of God to people around us of the goodness and severity of God. And I'm older than many of you, but... Uh, in 1952, there was a movie came, that came out called Singing in the Rain, Gene Kelly. And that's the picture I want us to see when the end time outpouring of latter rain comes. Not, not an umbrella like, oh no, it's the church singing. Can I get more amens than that? I mean, oh, come on. That's what I see. I see pictures, okay? But that's what we're looking at. But we've got to, he was not in, under a shelter. He was lined up with God's priorities. Not he was, but he was an actor in a movie, a dancer. But we want to line up with God's priorities so that we can be the church singing in the rain. We need to set things in order. Here's the alignment. We need to set in correct order our priorities with God's priorities. Set in correct order. And here's God's number one priority is that the rain is given first and foremost. The anointing is given. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit for spirit-filled believers is given first and foremost for the sake of the harvest. Now, yes, it, this, the rain is given, the anointing is given to bless us, but we, this is the alignment with God's priority. And last night at our prayer meeting, I had this picture. I said, what are you doing today, Lord? And I had this picture of the, how many of you know the old game, Family Feud? All right? So I had this picture of Family Feud. Do you have that picture? I don't know if I've got a lot. Okay. Now, I happen to find this one, and notice what the third most popular answer was. Jesus. I'm like, wait, that's out of order. Survey says the number one answer for the church should be Jesus, okay? And then put other things. Now, Judas said that's like how to deal with Judas, but okay, you don't want to, anyway. Anyway. 
So my point is this. We want to set things. I, I sense the Lord today in our hearts, and that's why I'm closing with this. Worship team, you can come up. God wants to set in order. We're going to take communion as well here in a minute. As, yeah, so uh, those who are going to be preparing for communion can get ready too. God wants to set in order our priorities to line up with his. And I'm going to, yeah, yeah, just take it. Yeah, just be slow here. I'm going to take my time on this. But I believe, the Lord showed me a little more about this family feud thing. Please hear me. I probably shouldn't have had people move around right now, but I want everyone to listen to this. I believe family feuds within the church, within marriages, within families, within the citywide church of Austin, Many family feuds will be settled when we put our priority and line it up with God's priorities. God said, this is first. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God said, Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God said, the rain is given for the harvest. Jeremiah in Acts 1.8, the first major outpouring, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to have a better car, to have a more comfy life. You shall receive, that's right. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. Now, I'm not saying, I get it. We come by this honestly because it takes so much bandwidth to make our Christian life work. You know, we want to be raised godly kids, make enough money to pay the bills, right? Fulfill our, our, our ministry to people and serve others. And I mean, it takes a lot. You can start, yeah, you can, you can do a, a thing. I can. It takes a lot. So I get it that the major focus of our life would be I got to make life work and thankfully I have the power of the spirit to help me get healed delivered of oppression to, you know I need I want breakthrough so it makes sense that we would tend to have that out of alignment I mean you just google just I encourage you google Christian self-help books it's it literally said one time I looked at it, a huge selection. Not as huge a selection of Christian evangelism books. Okay? Because we need them. Praise God, they're awesome books. But the primary purpose of the anointing, here's what we do. And I've been a, a, a spirit-filled believer since 1979. So that's over for almost 45 years. It is my observation, and I'm in it too, that the, the Spirit-filled, Holy Spirit people I've run with for 44, 45 years primarily tend to focus on the anointing so that what can, what can the anointing do for me 
rather than what can the anointing do through me to bring in the harvest. Now, he does do awesome things for us. The anointing is to bless us. But God doesn't say, here's the anointing, now just have a bless me club. He says, here's the anointing, and primarily when you keep it in your mind that it's for the harvest, that I want to send you out in my power with power evangelism, then here's what happens. When we get our hearts aligned, let's stand up if you would. When we line our hearts up with God's priorities, when we come into alignment, then we can be available throughout our day for God to use us. And I have to repent to you and say, the last, about three weeks ago, this started coming to me. I have not had that in alignment. Therefore, I've not been as ready. What does the Ephesians 6 say? That having your feet shod with the gospel, the readiness of the gospel of peace, the preparation. So let's turn our hearts <clears throat> to a response time now. And I'll just lead it out and say, Lord, I repent of impatience and of tending to look at the anointing and the gifts of the Spirit prophecy, word of knowledge, all those things as primarily being what can the power do for me? Would you lift me up to asking a higher question? What can your power do? And I thank you for all that your power does for me. <laughs> you've healed me. You've turned my life around and what we say. <laughs> You saved me. You've given me deliverance. But I want to ask, and I ask for this congregation, that we would ask the higher question, what can your anointing do through me to bring in the harvest? For the harvest is ripe. It's dry. And Lord, help me to wake up each day with, with an anointing of urgency, not a guilt. Just put your hands out right now. I'm going in a different direction. I ask right now for, as are your hands are open, I ask, Lord, for a, a grace release of your power that we would position ourselves in prayer with patience. I declare these hands will be laid on the sick that are lost people, sick, and they will recover. This Saturday at the outreach at 11 a.m. to 2, that we'll lay hands on sick people and they will recover. It's like Carrie Nichols had, went out with Josiah Falow and, and a guy got out of a wheelchair. Lord, I thank you. As we line up, Holy Spirit, anoint us. Now, as they sing this song, I want to invite you to come up and receive the elements, the bread and the cup of communion. The, the bread is the, Jesus said, this is my body. And the cup, this is my blood shed for your, for your 
remission of your sins, my body broken for you, that you could be healed. So as they sing, respond. Maybe you want to respond that way. You don't have to come up and get it. But you come up and get getting the communion is a great way to line your heart up. And then take the communion as you're led to during the worship. Maybe there's someone here and you're like, during this song, I need to respond by saying, I'm tired of this compromise. I want to I give it all over to Jesus, like those college students. I want to live radical for Jesus. Let's sing. Let's respond to the Lord the way he's called you to respond. Thanks for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.